At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. You know, these pimbeta, my mom used to have these at the house all the time. We used to make it all the time. Hey everyone, this is Play Me a Recipe with Food 52. I'm Joanne Molinaro, the founder of The Korean Vegan, coming to you from my kitchen here in Chicago, Illinois. And today, we are going to make pimbetok. So the recipe, full recipe, is linked in the show notes below and on food52.com. We'll get all of our ingredients together. We're gonna soak everything together. We're going to chop everything together. And then we're gonna fry the pindetok together all right here today. So if you need to pause or jump back, make sure to do that as necessary. Let's get started. So pindetok is a Korean style savory pancake. There are lots of different pancakes in Korean cuisine. They're often called puchinge, and you may have even heard of a very popular pancake called pajeon. Now, puchinge and pajeon usually involves wheat flour of some kind. The great thing about pindetok is that it is completely gluten-free, especially if you're using gluten-free soy sauce or tamari sauce. So this is a great way to introduce your friends to Korean-style pancakes who might be gluten intolerant or wants to avoid wheat flour. It's also really, really delicious, and I think you're really gonna love it. So before we get started with actually making the pindetok, let's go over the mise or the ingredients as well as the equipment that I have here in my kitchen. We're gonna start with two cups of mung beans. These are split and peeled. We're also going to have a cup of mung bean sprouts right here in this bowl. Next, we're going to have one cup of pechu or cabbage kimchi along with two tablespoons of the kimchi juice. So make sure you preserve some of that kimchi liquid if you have a jar of kimchi like I always do in my kitchen. And then we're going to have eight to 10 scallions here. We also have about five to six shiitake mushrooms. We have three cloves of garlic. We also need two tablespoons of soy sauce. We need one tablespoon of sesame oil. We also need two teaspoons of salt. We're going to have two tablespoons of plant milk. I'm using soy milk here. You can also use um, liquid egg replacer. You could also use aquafaba if you want. I'm just using plain old 
plant milk. I'm also going to have some extra virgin olive oil. I say two tablespoons in the recipe, but whatever you need to fry the pancakes at the very end. And finally, we're gonna put together a very quick soy sauce-based dressing with a little soy sauce, a little bit of rice wine vinegar, about a tablespoon, and a teaspoon of maple syrup. And that is it for the knees. For the equipment, I've got here a small pot of water, uh, which we're going to use to blanch the mung beans. I've got one small sized medium nonstick pan to fry up the pindet duck at the very end. We also have a spatula so that we can flip them. I've got a variety of different large to medium mixing bowls, which you'll kind of see throughout my kitchen. I've of course got a cutting board and my trusty knife. And we have a very large spoon you can also use a small ladle if you want to use a ladle to ladle the batter into your pan at the very end. And finally, we also have a blender that I'm going to use in order to blend the soaked mung beans into the batter that we'll use at the very end. And that is all your mise and your equipment. All right, so the first thing we're gonna do is we are going to soak the mung beans. But before we even do that, let's talk about the mung beans because I realize this may not be an ingredient that you're used to seeing. So I've got here two different bags of mung beans. One is the one you're gonna want, which are this light colored. That means that they're peeled and they're split. And then you're gonna often see next to it a bag of these more green or olive colored mung beans and they're not split and they're not peeled. You do not want these not split, not peeled, sort of olive darker colored mung beans for this recipe. Those are good for other really amazing recipes but not for pindetta, okay? What you want are these really light yellow colored and fully peeled mung beans. We're gonna measure out two cups of this and we're gonna put it into a large bowl. There we go. Used up just about all of my mung beans. And then afterwards, we're going to soak these in some cold filtered water, okay? I'm gonna go grab some water here. I think one question that people often ask is how much water? I don't have a specific measurement. Just make sure that the beans are submerged in the water for at least four hours. That's how long it's gonna take in order for the beans to get really, really soft and mushy, which is exactly the consistency you want in order to blend it into a batter. So we're gonna set this aside now for four hours and you can just leave it out on your countertop and at that point, it's gonna be ready to blend. All right, I'm gonna start by turning on the heat underneath my pot of water because we're gonna be blanching our mung beans in the next step. But before we blanch our mung beans, I'm actually gonna prep the vegetables. We've got onions, we've got garlic, and we've got mushroom. So let's start actually with the onions. I'm gonna take a handful of these green onions. They are actually sitting in some water. And this is the way I like to keep my green onions. I'll actually stick them in the fridge to keep it really fresh, but I like to keep them bulb side down in some water and this is what's going to make them stay really fresh and crisp. I'm actually only going to cut up 
the green parts. I'm not going to use the white parts. You can use the white parts if you want, but I find those to be a little bit too thick for purposes of pindetok, which is after all a pancake. So you don't want it too weighed down with heavy vegetables. I'm just actually going to divide these up in half and you got about three to four inch length pieces of your green onions. I'm going to set this aside here in a nice little bowl. Next, I'm going to prep my shiitake mushrooms. My shiitake mushrooms have been washed. However, they still have the stems on. For shiitake mushrooms, you do not want to keep the stems for purposes of eating. These, however, can be submerged in cold water to make a wonderful mushroom tashi or broth. So do keep these. Don't throw them away. Don't waste them. So I'm going to de-stem all of my shiitake mushrooms. Again, save these stems for later to add to some water and you'll have a wonderful mushroom tashi. And then what we're going to do is we're just going to slice these mushrooms up into very thin slices. And again, the reason for that is because this is a pancake recipe, you don't want the batter to become too heavy with really like oblong pieces of vegetables. So we're just gonna slice these mushrooms up into thin slices. All right, I just love shiitake mushrooms. I think they lend so much flavor to just about whatever you're making. Of course, if you don't want to use shiitake mushrooms or you prefer a different mushroom or you simply don't have shiitake mushrooms on hand, you can use you know, portobello mushrooms, cremini mushrooms, button mushrooms, whatever kind of mushrooms you like to use. Just make sure that they're thinly sliced, okay? I'm gonna set this aside in my prep bowl. And finally, we've got some garlic. I'm using three cloves of garlic here. If you have pre-peeled garlic, more power to you. I hate prepping garlic. Peeling garlic is like one of my least favorite things to do in the kitchen. However, I will say that it does seem to make a difference. I can tell in my own recipes if I've used pre-peeled garlic or even worse, pre-minced garlic, as opposed to just getting fresh garlic and going through this rather tedious chore of peeling it and then slicing it myself. Oh, my water is already coming to a boil, so I'm actually going to lower the heat on that. There we go. And then what we're gonna do with the garlic, of course, is we're going to cut off the tips. So we don't want that in our recipe, and I'm gonna discard the tips. And then I'm just going to slice it very thinly, okay? And the reason for that, again, is the same with the mushrooms. We don't want chunky pieces of garlic in our pancake batter. We want it to be nice and thin and light. So I'm just going to slice the garlic very thinly. There we go. We got some beautiful thin garlic pieces here that I'm gonna set aside in my prep bowl. And wouldn't you know it, that's it. We have finished cutting up the vegetables. All right, so next step, we are going to blanch the mung beans and then we're gonna stick them in an ice bath so that they stop cooking, all right? So I've got here one cup of fresh mung beans and these you can get at any grocery store. You can get these at a Western style grocery store. You can of course also get these at a Korean grocery store or Asian market. And we're going to stick these into some boiling water. 
And that's what blanching means. We're just going to stick it into boiling water for a couple of minutes so that they are just cooked. And then we're gonna stick them in an ice bath again to stop the cooking process. Now, when you go to the grocery store, you might see lots of different kinds of sprouts. These are mung bean sprouts. Just like the mung beans that we're going to use for the batter, we want to have this sort of consistent flavor. And that's why we're also using fresh mung beans to add to our mung beans to make the batter. So again, we're just gonna cook these for a couple of minutes and you can see in here that the water is actually turning sort of yellow and the um, beans themselves, along with the tiny little leaves that are kind of blossoming around the beans are also turning very bright yellow here. And that's when you know that this is starting to get cooked the actual sprout part or the tail uh, underneath the beans, they're also turning very white. So this is what you're looking for when you are blanching these beans. So let's give it just another minute. The kitchen is also starting to smell very sprouty. Uh, I actually like that smell. It might be a little unusual for some of you, but that's also when you know that you're doing the right thing. All right, let's give this another 30 seconds or so, and then we're gonna stick this into our ice bath. So pretty here. Okay. All right, so I am now using sort of a slotted spoon, and I'm going to take the sprouts out of the pot of boiling water, and we're gonna just add them to our ice bath here, again, to stop the cooking process. There we go, very fast. I'm just gonna use the same slotted spoon to take the mung beans out, and we're gonna place them in the prep bowl along with the other vegetables that we sliced up earlier. And that is it. All right, so next we are going to marinate all the veggies that we prepped, including the mung beans that we just blanched and put in the cold bath. So you can see I've got a bowl here of my sliced mushrooms, my scallions, my very thinly sliced garlic, and we also have the mung beans that just came out of that ice bath. Next to this bowl, we're gonna add a cup of that Pechu kimchi, and we're going to try and add as little of the kimchi juice as possible. Remember, we're gonna save that for a next step. We're gonna add, see, our pechu or cabbage kimchi, one cup to our bowl of veggies. So I don't know about you, but my kimchi is actually the tong kimchi, which means it's not pre-cut. If you do not have a pre-cut kimchi, you can simply chop it up into two to three inch sized pieces. Um, hopefully you have a pre-cut kimchi, so that's not a problem. So we've added our kimchi to our bowl, and then we're gonna add the flavors to marinate the vegetables. We're gonna add two tablespoons of soy sauce. And again, for our gluten-free friends, in order to keep this a gluten-free recipe, you wanna make sure you're using a gluten-free soy sauce or tamari sauce. 
So we're gonna add two tablespoons of soy sauce, and then we're also gonna add one tablespoon of toasted sesame oil. So for those of you who don't know, in Korean cooking, oftentimes we're using the toasted sesame oil as opposed to the cold press variety. So if you can get your hands on it, make sure you get the toasted sesame oil. And that's all you need to marinate these vegetables. I'm just gonna use my chopsticks here to mix this all together. And then you're just gonna let this sit for about 30 minutes minimum and four hours maximum. Oh my gosh, it, it smells so incredible here. You can already smell the garlic and the onions mixing with the soy sauce and of course the intense, rich aroma of the sesame oil. My mouth is watering. I don't know if yours is watering, just listening to me, but let me tell you, it smells incredible here. All right, now it's time to blend the mung beans that have been soaking for four hours. And when you look at the mung beans, you'll see that they've kind of plumped up and most of the water that you soaked them in should actually be gone. So you've got here just very plump mung beans. They've retained their color though. They're this you know very pale yellow color. So I've got here next to me a blender. That's what I'm using to blend this. I highly suggest you use a blender as opposed to a food processor so that you get a pretty nice and smooth batter. Now, what we're going to add to the blender for our batter is this. We've got here, let's see, our soaked mung beans. Now, if you're using a smaller blender, feel free to work in batches. I think mine is actually big enough where I can put in all of my soaked mung beans here. And as you might be able to hear and see, I'm actually pouring in any of the leftover water that was there as well. And then to this, I'm also going to add one half teaspoon of salt, which is very healthy. Okay. And then we're going to add, let's see, some cracked black pepper here. We're gonna add our two tablespoons of plant milk. Okay. And then we're also gonna add our kimchi juice. So two tablespoons of kimchi juice here. And that is what's going to give this pindetok its beautiful, bright red, fiery color, which is gonna make it look amazing, all right? And then we're going to add some water here because if you don't add water, I think this batter is going to be too thick and the blender blades won't even turn. So I'm actually gonna add about a little bit of water to start. I've got here up to a cup of water. And we'll see if this is enough liquid to turn the blades. So let me get the top of my blender on here. And we're just going to, see here, blend everything. All right, so the next thing we're going to do is we are going to add our marinated vegetables, but we're not gonna add all of them. We're just gonna add half of them. So we're just gonna add that to our batter, which I put into a very large bowl. 
So we're adding half of the scallions, half of the kimchi, half of the shiitake mushrooms, or whatever mushrooms you used, as well as the thinly sliced garlic, and of course, our marinated mung beans. We're just gonna add half. Then what I'm gonna do is I'm just going to incorporate that into our batter here. Wow, this just already looks so good. And again, what you're going for in terms of the consistency of a batter is sort of a watery kind of oatmeal or porridge. You don't want it to be completely smooth. You do want some texture here. All right, we've got our batter done. It's pretty pale pink. We've got some beautiful green scallions peeking out through the batter. We've got the marinated mushrooms and the kimchi. It all smells so amazing in here. And the next step is we are going to fry these babies up in a non-stick skillet. All right, so I'm gonna turn my oven on here to a medium-high heat. And then I'm gonna put my non-stick skillet over the top. I've got sort of a medium size. You can use a small one too. And to this, I'm gonna add some extra virgin olive oil. I'm gonna add about a tablespoon. Go. So we're gonna generously oil the pan. I'm gonna let that heat up. Let's give that about a minute to make sure that heats up before we add our batter, which is looking gorgeous and pink. My house smells so good. You know, these pindeta, my mom used to have these at the house all the time. We used to make it all the time. And it's so funny, growing up, I hated pindeta because it was just another reminder that we were not eating the things that other kids were eating at school um, or, you know, on television. <laughs> But it's so ironic, as soon as I got to college and all of a sudden Korean food became so difficult to find, anytime I saw pindetok at the Korean grocery store, I would always buy it. Not even because I really liked it, but just because it reminded me so much of home and I missed home, I missed the food that my mom used to make for me. So now pindetok is one of my favorite things to make. All right, so our oil is nice and shimmery. And to this, I'm just going to actually before we add the batter, this is sort of a trick that I like to do, which is I'm going to take a little bit of that kimchi that's been marinating, and I'm gonna put it over the top here first. Hear the sizzle of that pan. We're gonna add maybe just a couple slivers of the scallions, maybe a little bit of the mung beans few slices of the garlic here, and a few pieces of the mushroom. All right onto the pan before we add even a drop of that batter, okay? And now we are going to take that batter. I'm gonna take two huge spoonfuls, and I'm gonna pour it over the top of that kimchi, the garlic, and the scallions that we put right onto the pan, just like that. We're gonna let this cook for about two minutes. And the size of my pancake is about the size of a very large hand. Very large, much larger than my hand. So think of a big person's hand, that's what you want. I'm now just using the back of my spoon to gently shape it into a nice round pancake. 
Again, we're just gonna let that fry up for a couple minutes. Smells so amazing here. I love the sound of the batter sort of sizzling in this oil. You do wanna be generous with the oil here. Oh my gosh, it smells so incredible. And I just love that this recipe is gluten-free so that again, our gluten-free friends can enjoy pancakes again. You're gonna love the texture of this. So I think I can tell sort of by the edges, the edges of my pancake are turning nice and brown, which is usually a sign that it's time to flip the pancake. I'm actually using a fairly large spatula here. I want to get as much of the pancake on my spatula as possible so that it doesn't break when we flip it. Let's see here. I'm going to lower the heat a little bit. I'm sliding my spatula underneath my pancake here. Wow. That is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. So you can see the beautiful scallion peeking out from the batter. You see the kimchi is right there as well. You know what the great thing about it is, not only does this make just a beautiful mosaic for your pancake, it also tells people exactly what's in it. Oh, I know what's in this pancake. It's got some kimchi, it's got some scallions. I can see a little bit of the mushrooms. I can see a little bit of the charred garlic peeking through as well. Not only that, it smells insanely amazing in my kitchen. So we're just gonna cook this for another two minutes here on the other side until that side is also golden brown and perfectly cooked. All right, so our pancake, our beautiful pindetak is all done. It's golden brown on both sides. I'm just taking it out of the pan and plating it right now. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. It smells amazing. I'm so excited for you guys to try this. I prepared just a very quick little dressing, two tablespoons of soy sauce, one tablespoon of rice vinegar, as well as one teaspoon of maple syrup. It's, it's just the perfect little accoutrement to this pancake. You can drizzle a little bit over it if you want. There we go. You can also just have it on the side as a dipping sauce. And now I'm just using my, uh, my chopsticks to cut up a piece for myself of this pancake. You can also just use a fork if you want. Oh my goodness. It's just like crispy on the outside and then just like beautiful and soft on the inside. You got the texture from the mung beans that haven't been completely pulverized, which I love. We're just going to give this a try. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This brings me back home to my mother's kitchen. Like you would not believe only, sorry, Emma, this one's way better. <laughs> this is so good. I love that it's so crunchy on the outside. And then you're going to see like the strings of the mung bean sprouts and the kimchi are like coming off when you pull it apart. It's so, so good. I, I, I can't help myself. I got to eat another bite. Mm. This recipe is a knockout. Total knockout on so many levels. It's good for your gluten-free friends. 
It's so delicious. You can easily make it plant-based by cutting out the eggs and using plant milk and your favorite liquid egg replacer. You can make a whole bunch of these, stick them in the fridge, and then reheat them right before your dinner party or when your friends come over and really, really impress them. All right, there you have it. Kimchi pindetak, and it is absolutely delicious. You can find the full recipe in the show notes below as well as on food52.com. I just want to thank you so much for joining me, Joanne Molinaro, aka the Korean vegan, in my kitchen today on Play Me a Recipe to make this incredible savory Korean pancake. I hope you get a chance to share this showstopper with all your guests at a dinner party coming your way soon. Have a great and lovely day.